0: It's time again for the one show that takes a look at business from a different perspective. The Coaching Perspective with Master Certified Business Coach Doug Gefeller. Hey, Doug. Hey, Paul. Glad to be with you here in studio today, and welcome to today's episode of the Coaching Perspective Radio Show. I'm your host, Doug Gefeller, and today we're going to talk about motivation, inspiration, opportunities, and accountability. But before we get into that, let me just remind you: if you didn't listen to last week's show, it was called "Which Podcast Should I Listen To Next?" And what we did is we went through a quick summary of the fifteen great shows that we've had so far this year. So if you don't know what to listen to, and uh, go back to uh, go to our website, thecoachingperspective.com, look on the radio page, listen to that show, and it's going to entice you into some of those shows you know what we found is that uh, you know maybe you listened to one or maybe you started one or maybe you just noticed the title of one and thought you'd come back later but you know life happens and uh, guess what you never came back to it so listen to this podcast it'll give you a quick summary of the topics who the guests were and some key takeaways and then you can make a list of those that you want to go back and take a look at well, okay, let's get to today's topic, Motivation, Inspiration, Opportunities, and Accountability. What role do these terms play in our coaching? Well, have you ever been moved by a movie or someone's speech? You know, this is the time of year for college graduation, and part of the annual tradition is the commencement speech. This is usually given by someone famous, someone who donated a lot of money to the university, or maybe a notable alumni. The speeches are generally generally unique, but they all have a couple of things in common. So I went to Wikipedia. Here's their definition of a commencement speech. Wiki says a commencement speech, simply, is an opportunity to share your experience, values, and advice. The precise form is up to you. This affords the speaker a platform to say amazing, unlimited things. Boy, is that the truth! If you go to YouTube uh, and start to look up commencement speeches, you're gonna get a real potpourri of different things. But you know, I think that definition misses the true purpose. I think the true purpose of a commencement speech is to motivate, inspire, and show opportunities. All the things that we as coaches need to be doing with our clients. Well, let me share with you one of the most unique commencement speeches that I've read. And then you'll see how this plays into today's talk. It was written by Be The Change rapper Nemo Patel, animated by the Superfruit Collective, a team of animators based in France, and featuring a chorus of amazing Filipino studios from the Meta Assumption College. It was a performance, but I'm not gonna sing it to you, but let me read you a few select stanzas that I have pulled out of that commencement speech or that song. By the way, you can see this on YouTube, go to it. It starts out, have, have your eye on the goal but then let it all go. For everything changes as you will come to know. Every plan you make, every seed you sow, is impairment. Nothing is ever your own. Impermanent. Nothing is ever your own. Because ultimately what we take will always disappear. But what we give will live on for years. So keep giving of your stuff and yourself until your ego has nothing but melted. Be wary of the impact that you want to make. Instead, make sure you are impacted each day. Have your eye on the sky, but still see the ants, for the smaller things are the foundation of all that will last. Be careful not to accumulate too many things, because you may just end up with a pot full of greed, and doing, likewise, can also be deceiving, so I encourage you all to practice just being. Be still, be happy, be loving, be kind. Be humble, be magical, be aware, but be blind. Don't judge. See the good in each and every soul. Use your mind when needed, but follow your heart even more. Also, don't forget to thank God every time you fail, because your journey from failure will be your legacy and tale. Remember to feed the birds, hug the trees, and bow to the sun until you and Mother Nature are one. The last thing is to be grateful for all your gifts for gratitude and suffering cannot coexist. When you reach this space, every moment will be bliss and this graduating class will mark your success. You know, for some reason that really spoke to me. I'm not into rappers. I don't know who, uh, who Nemo Patel is. I've never heard of him before. And you may be asking, what does this have to do with our coaching? Well, I think if we look at two of the ICF core competencies, in fact number nine and number eleven, we'll see what they have to do with this. Number nine core competency as defined by the ICF is designing actions. It means creating with the client opportunities for ongoing learning during coaching and in work life situations and for taking new actions that will most effectively lead to agreed upon coaching results. Number 11 is managing progress and accountability. Holding attention on what is important for the client and leaving responsibility with the client to take action. You know, the term accountability, in number 11, is what, we got, what got me started on this whole discussion today. And I've since been down this meandering road, so forgive me if you're having trouble figuring out where I'm going because, uh, hey, think of it as an opportunity. I think that accountability is the most misunderstood term in all of coaching. In my definition, it has nothing to do with nagging, shaming, blaming, or any other negative term that is used daily to remind people of what they were supposed to do but didn't do. Instead, I want to link this term with some key words from Core Competency 9 and 11. Those key words are opportunities, learning, new actions, results, Holding attention and client responsibility, all keyed back to what the commencement speech is about. Interesting how the goal of a commencement speech can very clearly be the same goals for competencies 9 11. I guess why this appeals to me is I personally don't respond well to people telling me what to do or what I should have done, even if they're right, maybe especially if they're right and even if I myself had originally come up with a list of what should be done. But what I do respond well to is inspirational stories that I can apply to my own situation. And this is what the commencement commencement speeches are all about. They're inspirational stories. They're successful people telling their story and hoping to inspire others to take action. It's all about struggles and failures and hard work and ultimate success. For me, that's what I want to do with these two core competencies. However, the challenge is not to tell my stories, but to find the client's own stories that will illustrate their ability to see new opportunities, learn new things, take new actions, achieve results, stay focused on the goal, and accept responsibilities for their own action. Doesn't that sound better than accountability? You know, my coach holds me accountable by reminding me of my past successes, by helping me to see what is needed from a new perspective based on my past successes. This is not cheerleading. In my mind, cheerleading is just helpful encouragement or nagging, which, which is, reminds me of what I said I was going to do. I think that by digging deeper into our coaching relationship To find out why I have not done what I said I would do, and then finding my story about how I've conquered this kind of issue in the past, that's inspiring. It is inspiring me by using positive language in the coaching and showing me how to use positive language in my own self-talk. You know, we all have success stories in our past, maybe not movie-worthy but real examples of how we've overcome obstacles. I believe that as your coach, it's my task to find those stories and reframe them in a way that they show you the path to overcoming your current obstacles. In a nutshell, I guess it's the same as saying, I know you can do it, but it has more impact because it's a story. Want some ideas on how to do this? Hey, go to YouTube, search for the term movie motivational speeches and then get prepared to waste the rest of the day as you listen to fascinating speeches and get pumped up, as it reminds you of great movies that had great lessons in them, all great coaching talks. Remember Rudy? What about Friday Night Lights? How about Miracle on Ice? Remember the Titans? The Pursuit of Happiness? The Gambler? Coach Carter? Network? I'm just going to get mad. You know, all these have great inspirational speeches that were based on life stories. What if, as a coach, we interpreted accountability, we interpreted those core competencies 9 and 10 as a challenge to create the relationship with the client that lets us identify and point to their own stories that will give them the inspiration, that will give them the confidence, that will show them that they've done this before and they can do this again. You know, as as, I've seen this, for instance, recently I was working with a client who was facing the issue of retirement, not facing this issue with a whole lot of excitement, a lot of trepidation about it, a lot of concerns, a lot of anxiety a lot of worry about what's he gonna do, who's he gonna do it with, where's he gonna spend his time, how's he gonna spend his time. You know, you can go on and on with the list. And in our coaching, as he talked about those things, I had to bring him back to the story, his story. His story about how he met all of these struggles of what to do, where to do it, who to do it with, how to do it. 40-some years ago, creating a very successful business that he has managed and run, that has provided employment to hundreds of individuals, that has provided for his family and many other people's families. So I was able to get him to reframe his current issues with the inspirational story from his own past. You know, I had another situation as I was thinking about this. I was asked to coach the... uh, the president of uh, the new president of a online gaming company and one of the things that he needed coaching with that he was concerned with that was consuming him was the issue of developing a strategy for the business how is this division how is this north american division Going to be successful. Where's the market going? What should we be doing? What's technology's impact? What's the dollar impact? How are our current clients going to feel about a change if we make one? All of those things that sound kind of scary and You know, I I got him to look at it and I said look at you've been before you became president here You were a big-time gamer. Oh, yeah You played multiplayer games all the time. You won those games. You created teams. You created strategies. Isn't that the same as what you're doing now with the company? That story started to inspire him. His own story gave him confidence about, I can do this. I've done this before. This isn't that different. It's applying knowledge I already have in a different way. And that kind of accountability was a lot more effective than meeting with them week after week going well how you doing on that strategic plan that you said you were going to work on you know let me let me give you a side comment here i mentioned earlier that the way we do this is by digging deeper into the coaching relationship with the client so how do you do this well one of the ways that i encourage this is that i schedule all my coaching calls for an hour instead of the usual half hour like most coaches do and i tell my clients that this hour is reserved for you but you don't have to use it. If you feel that the call is complete for today after 20 minutes, then we can end it. No foul, no harm, no problem, we're okay. But I never want you to feel rushed on our coaching call. Knowing that most clients, most discussions, most coaching discussions go 20 to 40 minutes, I like the the extra 60 minute reserved that gives us the time to not only deal with the issue, but the time to talk about non-coaching things. To have a non-coaching dialogue without sacrificing coaching time. So that I learn more about them. So that our relationship is deepened. So that I can pull those stories out when it's time for them to take a look at it. You know, that to me, that, that's what I really wanted to talk about today. Is the role of a coach as a motivator. The role of the coach to inspire people, to help clarify and point out opportunities for them. It's not one of giving advice. It's not one of telling them how to do it. It's one of inspiring them, of one of supporting them, of of giving them the encouragement to deal with it, the challenges that they're facing. I look forward to my coaching call with my coach, because I know that she is going to make me feel good about myself. Even if I've done none of the things I said I was going to do, I know that she isn't going to blame me. She's going to find some way to reframe that and get me excited about, now maybe I should do them this time. So, you know, let's let's take a look at that rapper commencement speech, you know, and take a look at those stanzas. Have your eye on the goal, but then let it all go for everything changes, you'll come to know. Every plan you make, every seed you sow is impermanent. Nothing is ever your own. As long as our coaching is problem focused, we are missing the opportunity. We need to be client focused, not problem focused. The rapper goes on, because ultimately what we take will always disappear, but what we give will live on for years. Still keep giving of your stuff and yourself until your ego has done nothing but melted. It's all about giving. It's all about not having an ego. This is what coaching is all about for me. It's not about me. It's about the other person. What can I give them? What what impacted them today? Be wary of the impact that you want to make. Instead, make sure you're impacted each day. Have your eye in the sky, but still see the ants, for small things are the foundation of all that will last. It's not about me as the coach, it's about the client. Be careful not to accumulate too many things, because you may just end up with a pot full of greed. And doing, likewise, can also be deceiving. So I encourage you all to practice just being. How many times as I was going through coaching training did I hear them talk about the difference between doing and being? And it never really sunk into me. It's what we want to do with our clients. It's about being. It's not about doing. And that's what what he was talking about in that stanza. Be still, be happy, be loving, be kind, be humble, be magical, be aware, but be blind. Don't judge. See the good in each and every soul. Use your mind when needed, but follow your heart even more. This is the core essence of coaching. It's seeing the good in everyone. It's seeing that people are whole and healthy, that they're capable of solving their own problems. He goes on, also don't forget to thank God every time you fail, because your journey from failure will be your legacy and tale. Remember to feed the birds, hug the trees, bow to the sun until you and mother nature are one. Life is a story. We're living a story that who knows when it will end that every event that, we occur, that occurs every day, every challenge that we think is insurmountable, is just another chapter in the story that we're trying to create. And that's what we need to get the client to see, to put it in perspective of part of the story. The wrapper ends with, the last thing is to be grateful for all your gifts, for gratitude and suffering cannot coexist. When you reach this space, every moment will be bliss, and this graduating class will mark your success. I think he's defining success as the position of being grateful. Grateful for the gifts that you were given. Not grateful for the things you accumulated. Not grateful for the things that you did. But grateful for for having the ability, for having the gifts that you were given. To be the kind of coach, to have the kind of impact on people that you want to have. Well, that pretty much sums up my talk on motivation, inspiration, opportunities and accountability. But along the way, I, I ran into a, a, another conversation uh, I, I wish I could remember where it was, but it was I think it started out with talking about sales. And it was talking about how as coaches, if what are we selling? Well, we're selling the concept that I can help you. You know, it's not about the process. No one really cares about the process I use to coach them. What they care is, are you going to be able to help me with this issue, Doug? And if I, as a coach, don't feel that I can help them, if I don't have complete self-confidence that I can help, if I don't have confidence that I own the skills that can help them, if I don't have a client who desires to be helped then this conversation, this coaching assignment is going nowhere. You know, I don't want to encourage you to be overconfident about what a great coach you are, but I want to encourage you to recognize your talents, to recognize your gifts that you've been given, to recognize your ability to help others, and think about the stories that you can tell that are going to illustrate how you are going to help them with their problems. Well, look, that's what I had to say today. I hope that uh, you've enjoyed it. Uh, Our goal, as always, is to have discussions that provide you with new ideas and information that you can put to use immediately to identify and achieve your goals. I'll be back next week. Have a great evening. You've been listening to the one show that takes a look at business from a different perspective, The Coaching Perspective, with Master Certified Business Coach Doug DeFellis.